Hello, and welcome to episode 005 of the Sound Game Critique Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse James, and joining me is my right-hand man, Todd Woodmansey. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing really good, man. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, and uh, our, our permanent guest, Kobe Prophet. Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, you know, just doing these old podcasts. Give me that old-timey podcast. Hey, bye. Have you ever heard those sound waves coming into your ear through those condenser headphones? Condenser headphones, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah. So, you guys, both of you doing all right? I know I asked that, but whatever. Yeah, doing pretty well. How about you, Jess? Hey, you know, I'm doing fantastic. Fantastically well. Good, man. We're good. I'm just happy I'm not working. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta get up early tomorrow, so. <sighs> the news was started. Oh, look at that. How about that? Uh, wait, that's ESPN, man. Yeah. <laughs> now, what were your guys's? Our own. Oh, okay. You son of a bitch. There you go. Yeah. Uh so, first up on this short list is Steam pulling the game Paranautical Activity from their storefront after the developer tweeted out, I'm going to kill Gabe Newell, among many other negative things about the storefront. It wasn't until the death threat, however, that the game was pulled. Uh, pretty much, the guy was uh, being, a little, being a little butt nugget and uh, <laughs> just decided to just tweet stupid things after his... Uh, game got accidentally put on uh early access instead of a full release and mm -hmm. i guess instead of being mature about it and contacting steam and just trying to get it all you know figured out and getting it all settled he decided to go on a <sighs> rampant hissy rampage. fit <laughs> yeah hissy fit yeah and uh then did a death threat um was he being serious no but i guarantee he wasn't but uh he was still doing a death threat and it ended up causing uh them to get the game pulled which is you know that's that's sad for the other people that's worked their their asses off right because it's it, he's part of the the team you know that made this game it's it's his you know he's he's the bad apple ruining the bushel as it were and he really is just throwing an absolute fit because like the, the thing that changed it is of course the fact that it was on early access right but i mean there were so many things he's like well, first they forced me to delay it on, uh, delay the release of the game because I can't release on weekends, and it's just, I mean, he, I guess he has a right to be mad and a right to protest about it, but when you tweet death threats, that is kind of it's just a sign taking of it to the man. limit. Like yeah. he, he was just being completely immature. Yeah, I completely agree. Now, he has since then released an apology for his actions and even sold his rights uh, to another team member and left the studio. However, who knows if this will actually allow paranautical activity, which I don't, I didn't really look at the game. It didn't look interesting to me uh, from the screenshots that I saw. But, you know, hopefully it can get back on the storefront anyways, because, you know, yeah, you know, it's probably better than most of the shovelware that gets shoved on there. It's pretty OK. Yeah, I've, I've seen it a few times. It's, it's very much like a uh, like an old quakey style FPS. It's all right. Hmm. Pretty okay. I like that terminology. It's yeah. pretty okay. 
I like this this uh, statement by a Valve spokesperson though. We've removed this ga the game's sales page and ceased relations with the developer after he threatened to kill one of our employees. Now, my favorite phrasing is one of our employees, like Gabe Newell is just another employee. <laughs> our lord and savior. Yeah, after he threatened to kill our one and true lord and savior. Yeah, well, that that's the thing I do like about Valve. They uh, they all feel pretty equal in the company. Yeah. And... Super down to earth. Oh, man. Love that. Love that team. Yeah. Speaking of loving teams, uh, several people from Irrational have been developing a new game called The Black Glove. Um, the Ooh. Kickstarter has uh, been, I, I think it's been like 15, 16 days uh, posted. Kickstarter is like 30 days, right? Yeah, 16 days. Yeah. 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 So 16 days. Um, it really hasn't seemed, uh, it hasn't gotten a whole lot of funding, which is kind of kind of strange for a lot of the backing I've seen people push uh, definitely on Twitter. My feed has been constantly bombarded by it, and uh, it is a rather interesting looking game. Um, I'm, I'm going to quote some stuff from it, but if you guys want to mention some stuff about it too, you guys are more than welcome to. All right. Like, as of right now, if you wanted. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were going <laughs> to mention it first. All no, right, I yeah. mean, it, it, it's, it's whatever, really. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's um, it's by a, a few of the people from uh, that helped make Bioshock Infinite, and um, and the original Bioshock, and you can totally feel that when you look at the aesthetic, the it's it's sort of that um, not cartoony, but you know, not you know, photorealistic uh, styling, and and that you know, Art Deco, really cool sixties uh, ish, fifties sixties ish vibe. It's really nice. What do you think about it, Todd? Yeah, I, I actually had never heard of the game until earlier today, and I like the way that, that I like the design. I like the way it looks. It does have that Bioshock feel to it. Unfortunately, I don't. I, I don't really know much about the gameplay yet, other than that you can change, like the art that these people do. There's three different artists, and I'm sure you'll talk about more uh, more of this, Jess. But there's three different artists, and you can change their art depending on three uh things that you can change their muse their uh, media and stuff like that and it just changes the outcome of their art uh yeah yeah i mean that's that's kind of pretty much the uh beginning of the fundamentals of it um it it's uh well welcome to the equinox an era 1920 theater that appears unstuck from the conventional reality uh, it's a venue pervaded by weird dream logic, inexplicably holes in space, unshielded x-ray art ist, uh, installations, and tasteful use of crushed velvet. Uh, the game is pretty much just like a, and this is quoted from them too, an eerie, uh, surreal, uh, damn it, surrealistic first-person game experience by an independent team developer too. Of course, made Bioshock Infinite and Bioshock, as we stated three times already. But uh, it, it looks fantastic, and pretty much you get, like, this glove, and it's really hard to explain it, too, because um, after listening to interviews from uh, one of the guys that's behind this, uh, it was still kind of hard to understand because there's, like, this weird whole intertwined thing called the Space Minotaur, which is, like, this arcade game that you play in in there, and I guess it's... 
it pertains to the story somehow but pretty much this game is a very story driven game um and you know i don't think there's not it it's more of a story based game so you're pretty much you're changing uh the future from looking into the past of these like art exhibits and there's they're very dialogue heavy uh thing so it is a very story based game uh pretty similar to i i would say like gone home in a mm-hmm. in that aspect which i, I think oh sorry just go ahead I, I think i think that's one of these games that uh sort of defies definition as a game or and within a game genre because uh, things like gone home people complained so much because they it wasn't a good game well, it was a really nice experience. There was not much game to it, but I think that's sort of what um, sort of what this is going to be. Other than, of course, the Space Minotaur thing, which is basically, uh, you know, an arcade game. Correct. And you know, I I'm one of those people that agrees with like uh, there has to be kind of like a like a fail state to be kind mm-hmm. of a game. But I'm very lenient with games. You know, I I actually don't mind there being no fail state. I mean, it is a interactive experience, and we've always called those games. So I'm not really necessarily gonna just like discredit it, um, just because of that. Yeah. But that's my opinion. Other people can have other opinions. That's the yeah, beauty I'm, of I'm being kind of, humans. <laughs> I'm kind of with the school of it's it's almost a disservice to the game itself, um, like Gone Home, that we don't have another definition. For something like that because i think it is in a lot of ways more enjoyable than a game to be told a story in an interactive environment but that's just my opinion as well you know what i i agree to that i agree to that i'm yeah. extremely surprised that this game hasn't been funded yet with all seeing all the bullshit that people throw their money at in kickstarter i'm like why yeah. is this game of all games not funded well they do have a pretty steep goal but it doesn't matter i mean no i mean i agree i i agree if you look at the backers for this and you go through and you read them all and you look at like who's backed it and how much they've given, it's really it's surprising to me. I've seen games that are, that are like fucking I, – I couldn't even – like some of the worst ideas ever. And it's like they're over $400,000. And I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Well, I've, and- I've, I, I funded a game. And I won't mention the game because I'm not going to shit on them. Uh, I funded a game and – I'm pretty sure that project is non-existent now and it's just, you know, that's like 15 bucks, but that's that's 15 bucks that could be sitting in my pocket right now or, mm-hmm. you know, bought another game. Which uh, game is it? I, I will not mention it because... I need to know. <laughs> I, wanna, I need to know, man. The podcast, the people, the people need to know. <laughs> no, but I'm, I, honestly though, like, I did help some people try to live out their dreams and it's unfortunate that it's that it's failed and if i could have helped in that when you know i I had decent money at that time i helped them achieve that and you know if someone did that to me it would make me feel awesome too for a while you know so i i look a little bit at the positive positive side of it but that really did push me to never doing kickstarter again Mm -hmm. even for like big projects like this which is like I really would love to fund this, but at the same time, I am too damn scared, and I will just buy the full product once it's finished, because I do not play betas. Most of the time, I do not play betas, and I definitely don't do alphas. 
it's it's very rare if i touch that shit anymore i'd rather just have a full complete product at my door and just ready to go in i can see that yeah you get the actual undiluted version you know exactly uh the undiluted version of uh smash brothers the wii u edition oh whoa that's that's people getting blown smash talk smash 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 talk and I'm I'm I was reading through it and I gotta tell you, I was not excited about the three DS version. But I am excited about this. I, they have so many awesome features that are gonna be in this version. I mean, eight people in one map is gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be insane is what it's gonna be. <laughs> it's 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 a, it's something and it, I think it's only local though. Um It is, yeah. But that to me is something that is just like bring out the beer and let's let's all just go buck wild on on this Wii U. Bring and, out the beer and hope that someone brought like a crate of controllers? GameCube controllers, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a lot of controllers. Yeah. Oh man. Um I will read off uh some of the fifty facts that Nintendo did for their direct, which was Really cool. I don't know if you guys actually listened to it. It was the actual dire- uh, the uh, announcer that does like all the the oh the, things. the voices for the game. Mm-hmm. It was him. oh that's neat. Um, they they would occasionally just it would just be his regular voice, and then occasionally it just jump into the like you know boosted megaphone sound or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, here I'll I'll read some of uh some of the things like some of the game modes. Um, of course Todd read the eight player mode, which also. That includes like five, six, seven, and eight player, so it can right, yeah. it can go up, which I think that's cool too. Instead of just like four or eight, you know. Um, everybody knows about the uh, amiibo figures, but um, let me just go ahead and read over this. Uh, once a player touches an amiibo figure to the NFC touch point on the Wii U gamepad, the character joins in as a figure player. The amiibo, uh, the amiibo figures can gain levels to become stronger as they gain experience through the ba- uh, through battling and are fed equipment by the player. Players can also have amiibos fight each other, and amiibos will bring you presents from the battle that they fight in. So they release a little bit more information on what they will do, uh, which I think was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, customizable, uh, uh, you can make stages. Of course, you could do that in Brawl, couldn't you? Yeah, in Brawl. But. Yeah. Um, you can use a thousand different Wii U controllers. Uh, import fighters. Um, that's cool. From the 3DS, if you have custom fighters or Wii fighters or Mii fighters. Yeah, which that's pretty cool. Uh, I'll, I'll quickly go through some of the game modes. Uh, Smash Tour, a fighting party game that looks like a board game. Players use items, spin a wheel, and advance around the map. Up to four players can compete at once as they navigate the board and gain fighters and powers, um, power-ups that they can use in the final battle. I think that's pretty neat. That sounds like the coolest thing ever. I love board game video games. Yeah. I know it sounds stupid, but no, 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 that no, and like no. Dokapon Kingdom and Fortune Street and, of course, Mario Party. I, I I like it. There's uh, there's several other little matches like coin battles, um, event mode where one or two players uh, take on set character and theme based battles. Clearing stages help players see the uh, the way forward. And just there seems to be several several new modes. Um, also, there's this masterpieces which uh, this menu gives players a peek into the past lives of some of the Super Smash Bros characters. 
you p get to play cut down versions of select characters greatest games which I think that's pretty neat. Depending that on, is pretty cool. Depending on how much content they give out of that, which I understand if they cut it very short. But Yeah, that was in Brawl, actually, and, and you could do demos of older games like that. Oh, really? I did not know but, that. Oh, man, it'd be so cool if you could just play emulated versions of all those. Oh. And I understand they wouldn't do that, of course, right. because of the virtual console, but, you know. That, that, that would be interesting. Um, and several, several, several other things that, I mean, pretty much everybody already knows a lot of it. Um, those are just some interesting little facts. Um, if you own the both versions, you can uh, in spring 2015 you'll get Mewtwo and uh, for free and all free. I think right. You, Otherwise, he's a DLC character for right. either one. Which you know, I I, I want to say I hope all that translates over back and forth. Which obviously it seems like it, everything is already doing that. So I would only presume that you know. So you mean as far as game modes and stuff? No, or no, what? no, no. Uh, the characters, like if you buy a character like Mewtwo, oh yeah, yeah, I think it will transfer on both sides. So for the 3DS and Wii U, yeah, hopefully anyway. Um, well, that's it for today's news. Um, I got a question for you guys. Uh, are you interested in any new releases or games coming out very soon? Uh, I will start with you, Todd. The only real game that I was looking forward to is the Dragon Age. Uh, Inquisition game that's going to be coming out. When, oh yeah. When does when does that come out? Do, um, do you know? I don't know the exact date. I can look it up real quick. I'm I'm too scared. I'm too scared of anything bio bioware related anymore. November eighteenth. Mm, okay. And I I mean, <clears throat> Dragon Age the first one was amazing. The second one I touched a little bit, but I wasn't a huge fan. This looks a lot different. It looks like they realize they're the one, like the mistakes that they made, and they've fixed them. I will be getting it, and I'll let you know how it is whenever it comes out. Definitely, definitely, and I'll I'll keep my eyes out some on some reviews. Um, yeah, I mean, of course, I'm looking forward to the Smash Brothers for the Wii U right. extremely, but I mean that's implied. Obviously. Uh, what about you, Kobe? Uh, well, the few games that I'm looking at, of course, uh, the Dragon Age game is I love. Dragon Age and pretty much all uh, Bioware's RPGs, really. But um, I'm looking really hard at Hardland right now. It's sort of a uh, little action RPG or yeah, action RPG slash building game um, that's uh, coming out pretty soon on Steam Early Access. But uh, other than that, uh, also on the 18th, uh, Far Cry 4. I love the Far Cry games. They're so good lately. I and, uh, have only touched the Far Cry games a few times. Jesse and I, at some point, are going to finish Far Cry 3. Have you guys done the multiplayer in that? Uh, we, we toyed off a little bit in it. Oh, I'm also marking off on my calendar uh, March, until March 17th, and that's when Project Cars comes out. <laughs> that's a little too far. I said soon, you son of a bitch. I know, I'm just... I, I I'm. I have that little countdown going. Well, I got a countdown for Witcher 2, but you don't hear me saying, oh. oh. Witcher 3, yeah, uh, yeah that's in February. I can't wait for that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for two, uh, pretty much tuning into new games. Um, Obviously, one by Platinum, which is Bayonetta 2, which will be out right. by the time this podcast is posted, Um, <laughs> which is... it. It's done really great on scores. Uh, it looks fantastic. And, you know, it comes with the first Bayonetta, 
I mean, that's that's a lot of bang for your buck. And I, it's just, I never really got into those type of games. Um, but really, I just, I, it piques my interest. And after playing the demo repeatedly, I just want to sink my teeth into it. Mm-hmm. It looks so good. Yeah. Um, also, also, this one's, you uh, this one's for you, Jesse. Bitch. What? Hold on. On October 28th, Assassin's Creed is putting out the Americas Collection. Uh, and it has a whole bunch of uh, of the United States Assassin's Creed ones mm. uh, games. The, so there you all go. All the bad ones. Yeah, you can pick all <laughs> those up. Which is all the Assassin's Creed minus Black Flag. Yeah, the good one. Yeah, that's the good one. Uh, also, I am picking up, and of course, it's the same time as Bayonetta two, which makes me feel like a chump. But uh, I'm picking up Fantasy Life. I'm, I've been really excited for it. I've been looking for a game. It's for a night game, you know. Got 30 to an hour to kill before you try to go to bed. Pick up and grind a little bit. And uh, I, it's it's piqued my interest for a long time. Uh, it's got some good average reviews. Uh, not, too, not too low. You know, around 7s, 8s. So, I mean, hmm. I, I really don't care about scores. Let me get that out of the way. Obviously, you guys know, but these people don't. I really don't care that much about scores. I like to take about an average and, and weigh it in, but I, I mostly listen to what they tell you about. So, And I always look at more than just one source to get my information because, you know, we all have opinions. That's just how it goes. Right. Um, yeah. I, that's, that's all I... Uh, that's all I'm really... I mean, there's a few other things that I've kind of seen, but uh, nothing's... I mean, there's probably some stuff that I, I, can't, I can't think of off the top of my head. I'm excited for. So, I've got that Lords of the Fallen game too. Actually, I have I have one. Um, I just now re- remembered that Grand Theft Auto Five is coming out for the PS4 next month, and I played oh, it for yeah. the PS3, and I was uh, amazed by it. But then the PS4 came out, and I was like, I'm all about the PS4. Why not? Why not just wait and get it on PC? Have they even announced it for the PC? Mm-hmm. It comes out, uh, I think, January, February? Yeah, January, I believe. I don't know. Give me a reason to use my PS4 that I put a bunch of money on. <laughs> Dude, you just been pl- you've invested so many hours in Destiny. There you go. You already did it. Oh, so good. <laughs> minority right there, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a minority. Oh. They're, they're booming. I don't know what you're talking about, minority. Uh, GTA 5 comes out January 27th for the PC. I'm glad you like it, though. I really am. Kiss my ass. Hey, what? <laughs> it's a very well-polished game that ta- that has had like 70% of it taken out. I mean... Oh, shit. Shots fired. From a fucking Shots mortar. Shots fired. Hey, it's, Across it, the it's bow. not fault, you know. It's, it's Activision's fault, but... Yeah. You know, that's just how it goes, man. Sorry, don't mean to be attacking your game. If I had a mute button, I'd mute you on your own podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well. Things are getting hot in here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've already taken off all my clothes. Wow. <laughs> with with the uh, the advice of 50 Cent. Yeah, no, That's not 50 Cent. No, Nelly, Nelly. <laughs> Yeah, Did you say sorry. 50 cent, really? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, dude. It's a fucking, it's like a 12 year old rap song. Uh uh-uh. uh. You gotta keep that in your mind, man. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> it, it is actually over, guys. 
Oh, this is forever. This is this is uh this is it. Uh, Kobe, I'll let you plug yourself uh, first. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm online at TechAmp on YouTube, uh, Tech underscore Amp on Twitter, and I have a new blog, uh, TechAmpMedia.com. So if you want to uh, check out some of my tech reviews and game overviews and reviews, uh, go ahead and head there and like and comment, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. So. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as always, we appreciate the views. If you like the podcast, give that sucker the good old like treatment. I post a wealth of stuff like uh, weekly podcasts, game recommendations, and I'll be posting some new content soon, hopefully. Uh, if you want to check out more of the stuff we do, there's a billion ways to do so, such as our website at soundgamecritique.com. You can follow us on soundcloud.com slash soundgamecritique. Uh, you can subscribe to us at uh, youtube.com slash soundgamecritic or download through your podcast app by searching soundgamecritique and subbing on there. Uh, also follow me on Twitter. My handle is soundgamecritic. So, yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, as always, Todd Woodmancy is a beautiful man. That's me. <laughs> that's me. That's me. <laughs> uh, but as always, guys, Play some games. See you guys.